This is the Build Your Best Family podcast, and today's episode is about how making decisions ahead of time leads to a happy family with Dr. Wendy O'Connor. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. Studies show that when things are going well, making a decision is easier. However, at the end of a long day or on the other end of a trying time, making decisions can feel heavy and hard. This is called decision fatigue. And the way we can avoid this is not by making fewer choices, but by making many of our choices ahead of time. Now, I'm a huge fan of time blocking, and when I first started working with a coach, this was one of the first things that we did together. And I have to be honest, I hated this exercise, and I couldn't understand why it was important. I wanted my coach to help me figure out what my purpose was and to help me find focus in my online life. However, after doing this exercise for a few weeks, my eyes were opened to the incredible benefits, and I gained a ton of clarity. Now, time blocking is exactly what it sounds like. It's dedicating blocks of time to a specific genre of tasks and responsibilities. It's you telling your time where you would like it to go. Now, this episode isn't necessarily about time blocking. It's about making decisions ahead of time to eliminate the stress and anxiety that we often have when planning for not only our time, but our resources and our emotions. This week's guest, Dr. Wendy O'Connor, is here to talk to us about the science behind happiness, as well as why it's important to make decisions ahead of time, why we should be living our life with intention, and how we can plan for our day, our week, or our month. And not only that, we're talking about how to teach our kids to plan ahead as well. I've learned so much from this conversation, and I know you will too. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you're doing as a family. It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash shop and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your own family retreat. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Wendy O'Connor. Wendy is a Stanford-trained positive psychologist and life therapist. She is passionate about helping women create sustainable change so that they feel both happier and more fulfilled. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I love your wallpaper. Oh, it's actually like a fabric wrapped panel. Like it's like leftover, like insulation, you know, that you put in a ceiling, like in construction. And so I was hoping it would help to insulate this room for podcasting. So that was brilliant. And it's so beautiful too. What fun. Yeah, it's just up here with double stick tape. So hopefully it won't fall over. Well, at least we'll entertain our audiences at the very least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I just told all my amazing followers about you. I'm so excited to talk today about designing and creating the lives that we want for ourselves. So Um, important. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So a handful of you have probably either um, seen my Facebook post or my Instagram TV. I replayed my conversation with Wendy from last week. Um, Week and a half ago, whatever. 
Groundhog Day, right? Every day feels like the same day. Yes. Um, and so some of you may already know her. And so I'm excited for the opportunity for you to get to know her a little bit better. So Hi, I want to start off. <laughs> I want to start off by um, having her answer the question, what her family's known for, because that's what we do at Build Your Best Family is we help families decide what they want to be known for, what their values are, and then actively build them into their life. And so what is your family known for? I love this question. <laughs> and I wish that I like really knew, like, I think this is the first time I've ever been asked this question, especially having young kiddos, as we try to figure out just how to live our lives and how to live a fulfilled life raising three kids. Mm -hmm. We've never really stopped to ask ourselves, like, what is our family known for? So off the top of my head, if I were to think about what we really talk about and, and live by, some of our values include quality time. That's probably number one. And we've been getting so much of it in, in this mm -hmm. particular chapter. So it's actually been one of my favorite things about the pandemic has been the quality time that I've gotten with the family. Just yeah. knowing that they're like, we're always within reach has been so powerful for our family to feel connected. And every night we do something together, whether we do watch a show, whether we mm -hmm. play a game, it's been really fun to just have that connection on a daily basis instead of, whereas yeah. I feel like before when we were living a different life, we may have pushed that to the weekend. So now we're really focusing on daily quality time, which I love. Uh, we also, yeah. other values include honesty. So we are actually really big on honesty. There is a lot that will slide in our house in terms of, you know, what's going on. But as soon as there is some dishonesty, we have a really tough time and a really some hard conversation. So honesty is a really big one for us mm -hmm. because it's one of the mm -hmm. fundamental components of trust. And we really just want to yeah. feel like we can always trust each other. We can always trust that there's a listening ear without judgment. We can always trust that we have someone we can talk to. And it's really hard to have that and to keep it if we don't have that rule or parameter about uh, uh, honesty. So honesty, yeah. uh, quality time, and I'd also say um, independence. So we raise our girls to be pretty independent um, on mm -hmm. purpose. We really want them to know how to take care of themselves, how to set themselves up for the day or for success. So they're like making their own breakfast some mornings. Mm -hmm. They're always in charge of setting their beds and tidying their room every day. I was thinking about starting to get them. Actually, yesterday we started folding laundry. They were starting to fold their own laundry. So just trying to like build that <laughs> sense of like autonomy and agency and uh, achievement, a sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So we're big on that. of just really trying to teach our kids how to do things for themselves so that they can do it mm -hmm. on their own and not be so dependent on other people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding that especially now during this time as my children are like, making their own lunch and getting their own things throughout the day. I'm bringing them back and I'm like, Hey guys, like you're capable of doing this. Let's, let's do this. Like coming alongside them and really using this time to shepherd them towards, I mean, I feel like they're already independent, but like, how can we close the circle on all this stuff? Like, I'm not going to put away what you left on the counter. You made your, your lunch. Let's put it away. You know where these things go. You don't need me. So surprisingly, I mean, I wanted to use this time to really like, I'm spending a lot of quality time with them, but I'm also using, not only am I investing in them more, but I'm actually backing away a little bit more and trying to give them a little bit of autonomy. This way they know that mommy and daddy, what we're doing is important and what you're doing is important. And if we all take responsibility for our stuff and for our actions, then we can really come together and really spend some really great time together. Right. And not yeah. feel distracted by all the things on our to-do list. Yeah, absolutely. We actually yeah. just started a friend of mine. We we're talking about this last week 
And she had this great idea to spend a couple of hours every weekend, one of the mornings, whichever one, but one of the mornings, a couple of hours cleaning together. So together there would be, you know, our kids vacuuming their rooms or cleaning up or folding their laundry or unloading the dishwasher, whatever they're capable of doing and just having this collaborative effort would allow them also to get that sense of the experiences of privileges or the fun things in life often come Mm -hmm. after the work or effort or intentional choices we need to make to get there. And so I want them to start seeing that connection between the effort they put in and the the reward that they experience. Mm -hmm. And that if they just feel like things are gifted to them or, or privileges are just expected, that they're never going to learn about their work ethic and setting goals and learning how to do hard things and still achieve stuff. Yeah. And it's great for them to learn that they have a part to play that, that in the family and what they contribute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're here to talk to us about decision-making. Okay. So specifically making decisions ahead of time. Why is that so important? I mean, I feel like so many of us have this tendency to go on autopilot, which I get, um, but what can we do about making some decisions ahead of time? Like why, why should we be doing that? And how is that important? Why is that important? And what are the benefits of it? Yeah, I feel like it's even all the more important right now in this chapter yeah. of our lives because the structure that we're used to just living on autopilot by just following yeah. doesn't exist anymore to the degree that we're accustomed to. So now the onus falls on us to figure out well, what does a day look like for me? What does an ideal day or a productive day or a balanced day or a meaningful day, what does that actually look like to me? Because I'm now in the driver's seat in a different way than I've ever been before. So now is a time that I've always been a big proponent of planning ahead. It helps me stay sane. Um, It really keeps my, when I talk to my clients about this, a lot of times clients will start working with me and not really understand, like, why do I need to plan? And then as soon as we talk about it and it go, we put it into practice, they're like, I don't know what I was doing before I was planning because honestly, I was living my life on autopilot. And autopilot really means that we're living our life on the defense, mm-hmm. not on the offense. And when we live our life on the defense, we're constantly being pulled either physically, emotionally, or mentally mm-hmm. in a thousand different directions. So planning mm-hmm. ahead actually helps us by taking a lot of the guesswork and a lot of the emotion out of it. So there's a lot of benefits to it. But the first, the way that I typically recommend that we plan ahead is to think, um, depends on how big you wanna go. We can start with the year, which I did at the beginning of the year with a lot of my clients of how to project ahead of 2020 and what do we want it to look like and work our way backwards. But if we're Mm -hmm. thinking for this chapter specifically, I would think just about the month, the week and the day. And so the month planning ahead really just comes to, okay, it's it's the end of April this week. It's an opportunity for us to take a few minutes to reflect on how this month went. What did we do well? Where were our stretches or where did we have a hard time or get stuck? And how could we do something differently next month to mm-hmm. put into practice either aligning with our values better, aligning with our goals better? What could look different next month? And so when we look at next month and we actually have a calendar in front of us, we're able to see what the important dates are, birthdays, anniversaries, celebrations, obligations, appointments. We can see that on the monthly and the weekly basis. So it allows Mm -hmm. us to not only look ahead and say, what is important to me this month that may be different from last, but it also gives you the chance to see what potential obstacles could get in your way if you already are looking at what's on the calendar as it is. So what's already Mm -hmm. there that can't be moved 
it allows us to see the potential obstacles. A lot of us tend to go for the goals, whatever it is. Like for a lot of my clients, it's just to live a happier life. Like I just want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel like my life is meaningful. And we go for the goal without identifying what the obstacles could be and have been that have gotten in our way previously. So planning yeah. ahead takes care of that because you can anticipate it differently. There's so many benefits. So I'll share with you a few of them and the science behind that. Yeah. So one of the things, one of the benefits um, from planning ahead is that it really decreases our stress. So by living on the offense instead of the defense, we're not constantly in that state of needing to make decisions, trying to figure out what the best use of our time is in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, that decision fatigue that happens when you have too many things going on that we need to make decisions about, we're able to actually just execute. And by just mm -hmm. executing, we allow ourselves to take the emotions out so we're not emotionally drained and exhausted. We allow ourselves to feel more present, which just gives us that peace of mind so we feel more grounded to what we're doing. We are more in the moment so we're not distracted by the pull of the future or by the regrets of how we handled our time before in the past. We can really be present focused. It allows us to have more positivity and that positivity is one of the major contributors to fulfillment. The other thing that it does for us is it allows us to stay more focused. So by taking the guesswork out, by taking the emotions out, by just executing and being more present, we can focus on that task because we know it's already been decided for us that this time was thought to be the best time to work yeah. on X, Y, and Z. So we can yeah. just sit down and focus on it, say, oh, that's just what 11 o'clock means to me today. Whereas yeah. if we didn't plan, we often find ourselves in that situation where we're saying, oh my gosh, I have 20 minutes or I have 15 minutes. What should I do? I have 10,000 things that just come into my brain and take up all the space. And now I just feel paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. That paralyzed feeling. I definitely know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Sure. We all do for because sure. there's so many things, especially, you know, for your audience, you know, working with families and working with moms, there's so much on our plates all the time, whether it's a, a need that we have to tend to of our children, of the home, of our work, of ourselves, of our spouses. There's so many things on our plate so that whenever we do have time that's not planned, a lot of us yeah. do not experience that like, oh, 15 minutes, I can't wait to just sit and relax. This will be so peaceful. It's, yeah. oh my gosh, what can I do with this time? What can I, what yeah. can I, how can I make the most of it? But honestly, we just get stuck in the decision-making part. Yeah. And I actually find like you just mentioned, oh, you know, this is great. I have 15 minutes. I, I, I find that even deciding ahead of time that I'm going to stop, sit down for 15 minutes, like actually plan out what I'm not going to do. It's been really, yes. really helpful and freeing for me. Yes. Well. Yes. I absolutely. So it's not planning ahead. Isn't only about the things that we want or need or could do. It's mm -hmm. also about the times that we're going to protect the times that we're gonna protect our energy, the times that we're gonna put our oxygen mask on, the times that we're going to do our self-care and actually yeah. follow through on it, just like yeah. we would some other obligation or task we're putting on the calendar. So yeah. I like to look at it on the monthly and the weekly and then the daily basis, but I like to do the dailies the night before mm -hmm. because it again allows for that distance so that tonight, which is Monday evening, I would be looking at Tuesday. And I would open my Google calendar and I would see if, first of all, there's anything major in terms of obligations or meetings or um, important tasks that I need to know about that have been planned way in advance. And then I will plan my day around that. So I'll actually know today or tonight what tomorrow will roughly look like. 
so that when I get up tomorrow, depending on, you know, who knows how I'll sleep or the kids will sleep, who knows what the weather will be, who knows where motivation (laughs) and energy will be. We don't have to depend on those things to carry us through the day. Now we can just execute because we've laid it out the night before. Oh, absolutely. And talk to us a little, because this isn't just about like making decisions, being organized and being positive, right? There's like science behind this. I mean, this isn't just like, you know, oh, if we make decisions, we'll be okay. Right? Exactly. Well, that's exactly. So, right. So the, the decrease in stress is incredibly impactful of planning ahead Mm -hmm. because you're going to be Mm -hmm. less stressed by saying, I know the, I have the reins. I'm taking the Mm -hmm. reins. I know what to expect for the most part with how tomorrow's going to go. So I'm not going to feel like a leaf blowing in the wind, which just accelerates our experience of negative emotions, like Mm -hmm. anxiety, like stress, like frustration, like disappointment. And so when we are constantly just toggling back and forth from these negative emotions, it's going to take a toll on our overall happiness rating, of course our overall level of fulfillment, and it's going to drastically bleed our energy stores. So decreasing stress by planning is what's going to allow you to show up feeling grounded um, and happy. And it's Mm -hmm. part of the science of happiness. Cultivating those positive emotions is one of the six most important pieces of living a flourishing life. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways that we can cultivate positive emotions is to plan ahead so that we can be more present Being more present allows us to feel more content, right, and focused. These are examples of positive emotions, which will then keep that ball rolling to feel more fulfilled. It also checks off and contributes to another really integral piece of flourishing, which is the achievement angle. The -hmm. achievement side of our ability to flourish comes from following through on tasks or goals or commitments. And so by planning our time and our day in advance, it allows us to give ourselves a much more likely chance that we will follow through to the place of crossing it off the list, checking the box and having and savoring that sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So it's going to improve your happiness by doing just that very thing. So it's not just about like, oh, plan ahead. It's good for you. It's like, Actually, there's many ripples to that. It's many ripples, right? It's going to decrease your stress, increase your focus, improve your sleep quality because you're not going to be up at night worrying about all the things about tomorrow because you already adjusted for them. You um, Mm -hmm. accounted for them. You adapted to them. You already know what's to come. So it takes a lot of that unsettled angst out of the equation. And it also Mm -hmm. saves time. So that's another thing that impacts our wellness And our happiness is how we protect our energy and our time. So it saves Mm -hmm. us time by dedicating 10 minutes every evening to plan tomorrow. It saves us probably hours tomorrow of not only planning and efficiency, but also just kind of um, circling the drain and kind of feeling like you're on the hamster wheel, but going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think most people associate planning ahead with mental health. I don't think no. people make that connection. They just think it's, oh, well, you're organized and I'm not, and you got it all together and I'm just, you know, winging it. Like, I think they, people, I don't think people understand the power in it. No, so they and they don't it. see it, like you're saying, they don't see it as a skill to be learned. They see mm-hmm. it as this just innate part of somebody's personality of, oh, this is just who you are, but I'm not that person. Anyone can learn to plan ahead. Anyone can learn to plan it is, it's actually really simple if you let it be simple. 
but it's yeah. something just like anything else that is a weak muscle until you strengthen it through practice. So when I sit down with my clients and we talk about how to plan the night before and how to recalibrate the day of and how to navigate and how to pivot and they learn just the basic fundamental tools, it's a skill that they're able to develop in a couple of days and it's mm -hmm. going to take hours off of their, their days and save their mood tremendously. It's just another skill to be learned. It's not something that you can't do and that other people, yeah. it's for other people. It's totally for everybody. Yeah. So how have you introduced these concepts to your kids? Because we have seasons of doing this better than others. Um, I definitely went through a phase in the beginning of the year, right? In September, it's like a new year for moms. And I'm like, this, these are our resolutions. Um, and for a good couple months, not obviously not so much now, but like I, I would say to them, okay, what do you have tomorrow? What do you need to do tonight to get ready for tomorrow? And like, I think they got it, but we're not, you know, clearly now we've kind of lost that, but like, how can we, how have you, and how can we start to develop that within our kids? Because I think so many of us, like you said, they confuse it with a skill learned with personality. And so mm -hmm. how do you, how do we prevent that in our families? Yeah, so that's a really great question. One of the things that I do with my family is every evening at family dinner, we do a couple of things. We do our roses, so what was our favorite part of the day. We do what we call our heart, which is one thing that we're grateful for from the day. And then we talk about what tomorrow looks like because our kids, in my experience, need more structure than even we do. And need yeah. that predictability and need to know what to expect. And also need to kind of learn that sense of time so we'll talk about what tomorrow, oh, tomorrow's Tuesday, it's another school day, so we're gonna hit the ground running first thing in the morning. Once we get through our schoolwork, you're free to play at all day long, as long yeah. as you want to, and we'll set them up to know that. And then as it gets closer to the weekend, we'll say, oh, tomorrow's Friday, which bedroom do you wanna do your sleepover in tomorrow night? Because they love to do that on the weekends. So we kind of set them up that way, of just that just general anticipation mm -hmm. of weekdays versus weekends. And my kids are, my oldest is seven and my twins turned six this week. So they're at that stage where I found, I can't tell them too many positive things because then they won't sleep the at that night. So I don't <laughs> tell them like the really good stuff because then I'm gonna have like really excited children in the middle of the night. Yeah. So I just tell them like the bare bones structure of what will help them feel like their days are predictable. And then yeah. the morning over breakfast, we say, all right, today's Monday. That means after breakfast, it's this, this, and this, which is, you know, brushing mm -hmm. teeth, hair, tidying their rooms, whatever. Yeah. And then we're going to get right into school. After school, you can do this, this, and this and play all day, whatever it is. So that's how we talk about the planning. They, we don't do a ton of planning with them at this age, but it's more for just the feeling of security and predictability. So we yeah. just really try to highlight that by touching on it. We don't go too yeah. far into, you're gonna do you know, this math first and this Lexia next and this, that. We're just like, let's go with the flow and be, learn how to be flexible and yeah. have parameters or flexible and have a schedule because mm -hmm. as adults, we find that that's what works best for us too. How do I yeah. reach my goals with having rigid goals, whatever it is, happiness, um, time management, but also learn how to be flexible in the moments to yeah. give you that success to reach the goal. So we're yeah. trying to teach them that, just how to be flexible and to pivot. Oh, that video isn't ready from your teacher. All right, we're just gonna go on to the next thing. It's no big deal. And mm -hmm. then they can learn to be flexible, but also learn the parameters of the day. Oh yeah. Yeah, those two things together, the pivot and the schedule, I think work really hand in hand. And that I think 
embracing both of those reduces a lot of stress too, because I feel like I had swung when I first started learning how to plan. I like swung the pendulum and I was like, I have to do everything. And then I was like, whoa, this is <laughs> this is just as stressful. But being able to being able to pivot and be flexible and and use find those pockets of time to use wisely if you happen to have an extra 15 minutes you can decide hey there's something i can check off this list or i can just take 15 minutes to breathe and knowing that you have that control is is great too yeah yeah the control is really a big factor for oh go ahead sorry no no no, you're fine (laughs) uh the control is a really big factor when it comes to anxiety management So the Mm -hmm. more that we feel in control of our lives and that we have the reins, the less anxious we feel. So planning tends to be one of the the slices of that particular pie. But the flexibility, one of the things that I I always recommend and I want to share with your followers too, because I think a lot of times right now there is this um, sense of stress and anxiety around comparing uh, coronavirus pandemic quarantine experiences with one another. Like there's the woman winning the banana bread competition and I'm just here trying to like feed myself a meal and take care of the kids and what. So there's this idea that we need to be in competition. And I want you guys to remember that even if you're planning ahead and you create for yourself what the ideal day looks like for the next day, that when you wake up, whether it's your energy, your lack of sleep, the weather, your kids' moods, whatever other obstacle could come up the day of, that you Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to pivot. So take things off your plate then. If you wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to feel awful if I'm forcing myself through this day the way I designed it yesterday. Yesterday Mm -hmm. isn't today, even if it feels like it is. So can I give myself permission to take off my plate the things that really don't need to happen today? Because honestly, if I'm being truthful and taking care of myself, I don't have the energy for it. Okay, can I punt it to tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, Going back to what you said about the kids, I love the... um, I love the language that you use, like constantly keeping the planning and the decision-making a part of your conversation so that it seems really natural. As you were saying that, I was thinking about my daughter. She's um, almost 17 and like, she'll come downstairs and she'll say, um, okay, so I'm going to work out. And then after that, I'm going to take the sh- shower. And I think I'm going to do my science afterwards. Cause then I have a FaceTime with my friends. And like, when she first started doing this to me, I'm like, like you're big, like you don't need to tell me what you're gonna do this afternoon. But I know that that's the way that she's saying, here's what I'm gonna do. Like she's making those decisions ahead of time. And she's saying like, if I wanna have a FaceTime call and work out today, this is the order that I have to do it in. And so I'm starting to see, like you're saying, like the language that we use to talk about our day is contagious to our kids. Like they will eventually, they themselves steer the conversation in that direction. Right. It becomes right. Our language becomes their language. I mean, no pressure, but it really does. So for them to have that language during this quarantine has been a little bit different than when we're not in quarantine. (laughs) That's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, honestly, and so knowing that the kids are listening and they are paying attention and they are, we are models for them, good, bad, or whatever. We are the models for them. It does provide that opportunity to say some of what worth it. So honestly, when I sit down at the dinner table, I say what the next day looks like for myself as much as I do for them, because I want to be uh, wrapping my head around what tomorrow looks like. Is tomorrow like a really, do I need to be really productive tomorrow? Does that mean I need to go to bed earlier tonight? Is it a lighter Mm -hmm. day? It helps Mm -hmm. me understand as much as it helps them understand just kind of like how to stack the order 
of what yeah. to expect and expectations are huge for our wellness whether our expectations are realistic whether they're actually coming to fruition um, they're yeah. really huge for all of us and so planning is another way that we can take care of what's reasonable to expect out of ourselves out of our kids out of our family on any given yeah. day especially in unsettling times like now yeah and i love that you do that over dinner because i think it creates an expectation for everybody we touched on this um last week about expectations of the other people that are in our house what our husband expects of us what we expect of him all of a sudden now that we're together and i think having those conversations on a regular basis sets the tone and there's no question about like what's going on in everybody's lives which i think is really important during this time yeah yeah it seems to make a difference they seem to get it and they seem to ask you know oh is tomorrow school again and you're like yep it is every like these are the days that school is and these are mm -hmm. it just helps us make sense of things and when we make sense of things we can expect them a certain way when we expect them a certain way it's much easier to go with mm -hmm. the flow of it than it is yeah. um, than we get caught in that kind of rigidity mindset so it really helps us everywhere and I've, I've had clients that will show up and say i'm really not a planner like i don't do that i just kind of like <laughs> go with the flow and show up and like that's, I love that that's your natural way. And there's so many ways that that works for you, but there's also so many ways that it's actually not serving you. And when we uncover those yeah. ways, people are able to see, oh my gosh, like just these small changes can have such a positive ripple effect in my daily life that my yeah. mood boosts and my energy boosts. And I feel like I have time back to myself. Like it just, people don't really make that connection. Like you were saying, they yeah. really don't connect those dots. No, and then you can be a better woman, you could be a better entrepreneur, wife, mother, all the things when you can do when you do that, for sure. Yeah. Exactly, especially as an entrepreneurial uh, a mother. So, mm -hmm. you know, to be working from home and to be running businesses and to know that the kids are right there so you see them in passing, it really helps so much to set aside that time that I even know, okay, this is protected kid time. And so that means the phone gets plugged in, I'm not in my office. I'm in their zone with them. I'm yeah. getting rid of, I'm not cooking. I'm not cleaning. I'm just with them. Like knowing that in my schedule for how I proceed through the day allows yeah. me to show up really intentionally and with ease instead of like a lot of women I work with. And I'm sure you too, like instead of that kind of mom guilt that kicks in from running around and just switching gears all the time and trying to do it all at once, we feel such mom guilt because none of that time was deliberately and intentionally carved out. Yeah for the family or for the kids. Planning ahead can help us be amazing at so many more things because we already decided it so. We made it mm -hmm. so and we, we accounted for it. Yeah, and it prevents those lines from being blurred. I'm sure for many of us right now, those lines are blurred. You know, um, especially more so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've practiced working at home. I, I've worked really hard over the last couple of years to like shut down my office when my kids are home and I am present and I am with them. Like once it comes time to pick them up, like we put aside the business. Um, but for my husband, I think it's more t difficult for him because he's not used to working at home. And so, really choosing to, like you said, to delineate work time, family time. I'm going to be present in my work. I'm going to guard that time. I'm going to be present with my kids and I'm going to guard that time. I think it's, it's, he's having a more difficult time with it um, because he keeps wanting to check in work. And then when he's home and he's working, he wants to make sure like he's popped into the kids and I'm like, okay, like we can intentionally set time to do both and do it well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. As long as it's planned, right? As long as it's yeah. planned, 
and it's determined in advance that allows us to show up with ease. And right now, I think that that's really what so many of us are craving is just to be able to show up to our lives with intention, with some focus, with a little bit of structure and with ease to not feel like every day is a grind in some way. We want to be able to kind of flow through the day knowing that we've like set ourselves up for success and what we have control over anyway to get the most out of or the, the happiest parts of the day um, that we've really designed for ourselves. It's really different these days yeah. than before. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for talking with us about this today, because I think this is yes. gonna help a lot of people. Um, I'm really excited for people to really take control over their time and their emotions and their decisions and their schedule. It's one of the, it really is one of the few things we have control over. So it's like, why not now mm -hmm. let ourselves really embrace it and see what yeah. happens if we do a couple things a little bit differently, see what those positive yeah. ripples are in your life too, because we don't have yeah. control over everything, but the things that we do are actually pretty impactful. So thank yeah. you. This was a fun conversation. Totally. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be fantastic to see too. Um, I don't know if you're looking forward to this, finding out like as we go back to normal, um, what people are allowing back in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we choosing to bring back? First, what are we saying? Yeah. Hey, I'm good without this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can do a live on that in a couple of weeks, you know, and really yeah. start talking about how we want to reintegrate because that's come up a lot. And even my husband asked me the other night, like, what do you want to hold on to? What do you want to keep and protect? And what would you let go of? And just getting our minds turning a little bit as we get closer to a place where we get back to life as we knew it, we still have a lot of control over what we value and how yeah. those values show up in our choices. And so if we can deliberately reintegrate without letting it go back to autopilot, we have an incredible opportunity to keep what, what's working for us. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'd love to have that conversation because I think yeah, people are forgetting about re-entry and the transition back is something that we need to do intentionally. Exactly right. Completely agree. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great day. All right. Bye. You too. Bye. You can find Wendy at www.drwendyoconnor.com. She's on Instagram and Facebook as Dr. Wendy O'Connor. I'll link to all of these places in the show notes. Build Your Best Family has a great website, but do you know an even better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she's got a lot of smart things to say about faith, family, and community. Aw, thanks, babe. When you're all done listening to this episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. Hey, that's my line. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to BuildYourBestFamily.com.